the topic of my project is um, standardization awareness in university education. And together with my project team, we are creating a presentation that can be used by any young professional giving a presentation to students or other interested parties. And the project just started and I already gave the presentation at my old university and had the opportunity to give it at a Chinese university. And now we'll continue with universities in 10 other countries and then we'll see where it will go on. BSI presents The Standard Show, the podcast that brings you the stories behind the standards with Matthew Childs and Cindy Paragill. Today's episode is about next generation standards makers. Hello and welcome to The Standard Show. My name is Matthew Childs and the aim of this podcast is to bring you the stories behind the standards. Now, this episode is about next generation standards makers, and in particular, the IC Young Professionals Programme. The voice you heard at the top of the episode was Leia Emmel from Germany, talking about a project she is working on in her role as an IC Young Professional Leader, an extension of the programme. In this episode, Leia is joined by her fellow IEC Young Professional Leaders, Colin Sheldon from Australia and Mohammed Hassan from the United Arab Emirates. Now, the IEC is the global standards organisation for all electrical, electronic and related technologies. These include consumer devices such as mobile phones or fridges, but also office and medical equipment, information technology, electricity generation and much, much more. Founded in June 1906 in London, the IEC brings together more than 170 countries and provides a global, neutral and independent standardisation platform to 20,000 experts. To help develop the next generation of standards makers, the IC Young Professionals Programme brings together the world's upcoming experts and provides them with opportunities to shape the future of international standardisation in electro-technology. Those taking part in the programme also have the opportunity to be elected as an IC Young Professional Leader by their peers and to carry out this role for a year. So, in part one of this episode, we'll hear more from Leia, plus Colin and Mohammed, about their roles as young professional leaders and also from Aristia Kiriakati, who leads the IC Young Professionals Programme for the IC, about its importance and legacy. Now, BSI has been supporting young engineers to take part in the programme since its inception back in 2010, along with our trade association partners, Amdia, Beamer and Gambica. So in part two, we'll hear my conversation with two engineers who have benefited from that support, Shahid Khan and Jason Shepard, who represented the UK in 2021, about their motivations for applying, their experiences of taking part, and also what happened to them next in terms of standards making. And at the end of the episode, listen out for details of how to apply for this year's programme. Now, here on The Standard Show, as well as speaking to next generation standards makers, we also love your feedback please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, particularly if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Find and follow us on Twitter at Standard Show and on Instagram at The Standard Show. And check out the show notes for all of the ways to get in touch. Do you want to know more about the role and purpose of standards in the modern world? then BSI's free online course, The Power of Standards, is for you. Through its three modules, you'll learn about what standards are, why organizations use them, 
how they are made, and how and why people get involved in standards making. The course is designed to last around 30 minutes, but you don't need to complete it all at once. You can stop at any point and restart again later when you're ready. To find out more, visit bsigroup.com forward slash education. So in this first part, we'll hear my conversation with our three young IEC young professional leaders. Leah Emmel is a biomedical engineer and works as a risk manager for the medical device manufacturer Draeger in Lübeck in Germany. Based in Brisbane, Australia, Colin Sheldon is a mechanical engineer by background and currently senior consulting engineer in asset management for the professional services firm Deloitte. And Mohammed Hassan is a nuclear engineer and currently a health physicist at the Federal Authority for Nuclear Regulation in the United Arab Emirates. Leah, Colin and Mohammed are joined by Aristia Kiriakati from the IEC. Before we hear from all of them, here's a bit more about the IEC Young Professionals Programme. Since its inception in 2010, the IEC Young Professionals Programme has welcomed over 750 participants from all over the world. Generally aged in their mid-20s to mid-30s, participants are hand-picked by IEC members to represent their countries on the programme. They are given the opportunity to see the IEC in action and to meet and network with technical experts from all over the world in order to better understand why participation in global standards is so important. After the program, young professionals are encouraged to continue their involvement in standardization and conformity assessment at national and international levels. So, Leia, Colin, Mohammed, and Aristia, welcome to the Standard Show. Hi, Matthew. Welcome. <laughs> and, Hi. Yeah, so thank you for that warm reply. And Aristia, actually, Aristia, it's actually welcome back to you. So thank you for coming back. Thank you, Matthew. It's a pleasure to, to be here at the Standard Show. And I should say, actually, it's by the miracle of some international electrotechnical and telecommunication standards that we're able to have this conversation at all. So well done, everyone. Indeed. <laughs> so, Mohammed, if I can start with you, what's it like being a, being a young engineer in the United Arab Emirates? So, as an engineer, I pursued my career in nuclear engineering when the United Arab Emirates decided to go for, to go for uh, nuclear energy in 2009. And since I graduated from high school in 2009, I had the opportunity to be chosen by the nuclear operator as the first Emirati batch to study nuclear engineering in the United States. It was an honor to represent the country as a student and later graduating from Texas A&M University to start working in the nuclear regulator in the country as a nuclear engineer. Being a young engineer in a country that recently adapted the nuclear energy as a new source of generating electricity uh, gives us young engineers various opportunities to participate and represent the country on multiple national and international occasions, uh, as well as gaining the best practice knowledge from uh, different countries. And Colin, from your perspective, it's a very different a different journey you've had in Australia? Um, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's similar to Mohammed in, in the fact that being a young engineer, um, it's, it's looked upon really favorably in Australia. It's a very reputable and well-regarded profession. I guess my experience has been very positive. I've worked over 
10 years predominantly in the mining and mineral processing industry. So um, I've most recently moved to a consulting role, specializing in asset management, and we're addressing new themes like uh, decarbonization, automation, and, and electrification. So yeah, a lot of those topics very um, you know, well suited to the IC realm. So um, yeah, I think you know, being an engineer in Australia, young people have a, a seat at a lot of the, the tables now on the, on the global problems. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a great profession and place to be at the moment. And Leah, how about you from a, you know, being based in Germany? Yeah, so I love being an engineer in Germany. But I'd say that there are still relatively few young German students interested in technical professions. So for the industry, of course, this is a break of growth. And as a woman, I'm still in the minority. But I would say that the proportion of young women um, choosing to study engineering is growing. And in my opinion, it's an incredibly exciting and attractive career because the large German companies in particular pay very well for not so high number of hours per week and we also have many other benefits but i would say that it still always depends on how you start out in the working world and i'm very happy with the things worked out for me but i know from many of my fellow students that it's not always that easy and that you have to be very flexible in terms of where you live and the age structure in germany is such that most engineers are already older and I think it's important to yeah, actively combat that and to promote young engineers. And I think the topic of age diversity needs to be discussed much more and also in standardization or especially in standardization if we look at the experts there and yeah, so also within the IEC. Obviously, three very different perspectives there. And thank you for sharing that. And you talked about standards there, Leia. I'm interested to know, maybe starting with you, you know, what role have standards played in your professional journey so far? And also, you know, what were your motivations for being part of the IEC Young Professionals Programme? Well, at my old employer, um, the domestic appliance manufacturer Miele, I always had contact with standardization and had long found the whole subject very interesting. And then I decided to wrote my master thesis in this area. And as part of this, I came across a funding program of the German National Committee, the DKE. And this gave me the opportunity to have my thesis founded and direct contact with the um, yeah, with my NC. And after that, I became an active part of the next generation of the DKE and also had the opportunity to participate in standardization through my um, employer. And with the YP program, I hoped to gain even more insights at the IEC and therefore applied. And that was definitely a good idea too. And I'm very grateful for all the opportunities it gave me. And how about you, Colin, from uh, from your perspective, you know, what, what role have standards played in your professional journey and, and similarly your, your motivations for being part of the program? Sure. So in my background in the in the mining industry meant um, I was I was always dealing with standards firsthand. So I was typically in, the, in an end user capacity. So I was often looking from a safety and a compliance point of view to just ensure that the equipment was safe for operation where it was being used. And in that mining context, we we're often using the equipment in hazardous areas, so where there was that risk of explosion due to um, gas or dust in, the, in that environment. So um, we needed the equipment to be appropriately rated, and that's where I first came across the IECEX um, system and its schemes. So 
yeah, that really piqued my interest in standards and conformity assessment. And similar to, to, to Lee, I was selected in our national committee's MIRA um, YP program. It was called NextGen in Australia. And that was a really good um, program, a real eye-opener for the national way of developing standards. Gave us a chance to have those fringe contacts with ISO and, and IEC. Um, and I was able to provide a lot of technical input on um, you know, different standards in asset management and mining and, and earth moving equipment. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's been my, my experience. And then I guess I really wanted to experience that and extend my knowledge in the international space. And that was really my motivation for being part of the, the IEC Young Professionals professionals program I was really interested in, in rounding out my understanding and and um, you know being able to in the future be be a lot more involved in the IC space and and um, contribute in that international space so yeah that was that was my um, my motivation and I was lucky enough to be to be selected as one of the two nominees from Australia and um, I attended in, in the virtual context so the, in the hybrid meeting for Dubai I attended online and it was a, a really great experience I, I couldn't fault it to be honest. And how about you Mohammed? is it you know that participation in in the international arena was that your motivation for wanting to be part of the program? Uh, my motivation to for being part of the IC Young Professional Program comes from working in a technical field since I work uh, for a regulator, ensuring the safety of workers and public is of our concern when dealing with radiation. In regards to the IEC, medical equipment or electrical radiation generator is of our concern. Therefore, it is uh, important that the regulator ensure that equipment entering the country meets international standards and that conformity assessments are performed before the equipment reaches the end user. So it was uh, an opportunity to apply and being chosen to represent the United Arab Emirates at the IEC Young Professional Program. And as a result, developing my understanding of the IEC activities and later on to be chosen as a young professional leader. What a beautiful segue that is to my question to Aristia. So young professional uh, leaders, Aristia, can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, so every year at the IC uh, Young Professionals Workshop, um, YPs have the opportunity to elect their own representatives, uh, the representatives of the YP cohort for uh, the following year. Uh, so any young professional can submit their candidature and get elected by a popular vote. Uh, their vote is anonymous and there are also three positions uh, every year. Um, this initiative, so the YP leaders, uh, is very important for the IC and the ICYP program. Um, as the leaders themselves get to work on a specific project, they establish a project team and uh, they make an impact to the IC work. Um, they have the opportunity to share their ideas. They help shape the YP program overall, uh, where, as we say, uh, YPs are in the driver's seat. Um, the YP leader projects have had a strong impact to the IC work. Um, I'll mention some examples. Uh, recently, uh, we have had a project in promoting cultural and gender diversity uh, in the IC through supporting the newest uh, IC members 
so you can imagine the importance of this project to the to the all uh, to the overall IC community. Uh, some other successful projects include the exchange of best practices on national YP programs in the Asia Pacific region, uh, developing capacity building opportunities such as the standard in a day bootcamp, uh, also raising awareness of standardization uh, in uh, in academia. Uh, the YP leaders have also taken the lead in other activities during the program, uh, organizing webinars, informal meetings with other young professionals uh, to be up to speed uh, with, uh, with their ideas. And it's my pleasure to, uh, to work with them every year. Now, Le- Leia, Colin and Mohammed, you told me a little bit a little bit ago about your motivations for wanting to be part of the IC Young Professionals program overall. But I'm interested as why you'd want to put yourself forward to be a young professional leader. Leia, maybe starting with you, why did you want to do that additional have that additional representation? Yeah, I really appreciated the collaboration with young people from all over the world in Dubai and yeah, just wanted to continue to be part of it. And I also found it exciting to have the opportunity to start my own project with other engineers and to be yeah, relatively free in the realization of that. And the topic of my project is um, standardization awareness in university education. And together with my project team, we are creating a presentation that can be used by any young professional giving a presentation to students or other interested parties. And the project just started and I already gave the presentation at my old university and had the opportunity to give it at a Chinese university. And now we'll continue with universities in 10 other countries and then we'll see where it will go on. So, Colin, how about how about you in terms of your motivations, wanted to be a young professional leader and your project this year? I guess I'll, I'll canvas my answer. Um, I, I believe that just what being a YP um, program participant meant you were a, a leader in itself. So I think everyone who was part of that cohort can, is, you know, is really a leader and, and, you know, each of the national committees identified um, the best in country to be able to attend that, that workshop. So, um, yeah, it was a really impressive group of people that we, we had last year. Um, and I guess the other element was was reading some of the profiles of the YP leaders from from years gone by and just seeing that they were these people were you know genuine leaders in the electrotechnical fields um, and you know to be considered in that same group uh, something really special so and then during the workshop it was really inspiring to hear what what the ICF officers and senior members were talking about they were talking about and touching on the ways of youth and the next generation leading the change about the need for, for different ways of thinking and, and how important that that's going to feature in standardization. So that was really, um, you know, that was a point that really sat with me, uh, sat well with me. Uh, I, off the back of that, I really wanted to promote the IEC, continue that wave and, and ride that wave of the, the YP program. And I thought what better way than being, um, you know, engaging in a YP leader role and, and working with fellow YPs to, um, to 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 continue continue that role on effect and um, that whole theme follows on with my project. I, I'm looking at um, continuing the engagement of YP alumni with a particular focus on mentoring and connecting um, those people with the IEC leaders. Um, you know, I think one one motivation was. The fact that a lot of us attended virtually, and while that was really seamless experience, and 
couldn't really fault it. The one element that we did miss out on was that in-person connection and ability to to form relationships. So I'm hoping to facilitate a, a form of speed mentoring where we get people on a on a, a med- online meeting platform and we we use a feature like breakout rooms, for instance, and get that one-on-one time in a quick um, a quick setting and get people talking and forming relationships and those leaders giving advice and, and guiding people on how they can continue their involvement with the IEC. And um, I think that's going to be really important um, for those that couldn't attend. And I guess another selfish reason that I wanted to be an IEC uh, leader was the ability to attend the workshop in San Francisco this year. I guess I, I missed out. I guess Leah and Mohammed and Aristia, they all got to catch up in person. So I'm the odd one out at the moment, but um, yeah, it'd be good to meet them in person. <laughs> I'll come back to San Francisco later, but Mohammed, how about how about you then? Sort of uh, your motivations wanted to be a young professional leader and also your project this year. Uh, so during the Young Professional uh, program, I believe that I had the ability to communicate with various, various uh, diversity of young professionals and was able to foresee their inputs and interests. So as a YP leader, I will be able to engage with a wide range of experts at the IEC and act as a representative for the other YPs. I will therefore be able to translate the experience gained from the IEC community towards YP's engagements toward various projects. And this year, I will be working on increasing the participation and involvement of the youth from the Arab region in the electrotechnical standardization activities in the IEC and in the region under a project title called Next Generation Electrotechnical Standardization Through Youth Empowerment in the Arab Region. And Aristia, obviously, this is a the, the IET UIP program has been incredibly successful um, since since twenty ten, um, and obviously the young leaders is a is an extra sort of layer to this. I just wonder what happens to, to young leaders after their sort of year in the spotlight. So, um, as it was mentioned, the ICYP leaders are invited to participate at the YP workshop of the following year, following their election. And uh, they get to share uh, their stories with the new cohort and encourage them to uh, participate. Uh, we, we heard that that was also a motivating factor uh, for the YP leaders, for Leah, for Colin, for Mohammed. Um, sometimes they may also hand over their project to the new ele- newly elected uh, leaders. Um, so after the year in the spotlight, uh, we tend to see that they remain active in the IC work. Uh, they participate in technical work as experts, uh, also in the national level, which is very important. Um, often the YP leaders are taking the lead naturally in the activities for YPs in their own countries. And uh, uh, several activities have started thanks to the enthusiasm and initiative of, of the YP leaders. Um, as, as you mentioned, uh, Matthew, the program is now up and running since 2010. And uh, uh, we have noticed that uh, YP leaders, former YP leaders, are now holding important positions in the IC management. Um, so they continue to make an impact through uh, through their work. Um, I think this is very uh, inspiring. Um, as a as a side note, the program has welcomed 33 YP leaders from uh, 16 uh, national IC national uh, committees. Um, 
uh, on an additional note, uh, YP leaders, they are always there uh, whenever I, I needed them to share ideas, to exchange, to get feedback. And uh, we also hope that being a YP leader has helped them uh, grow professionally and expand uh, their network. Now, uh, Colin, you mentioned that the this year's uh, program is taking place in San Francisco in the United States. I just wonder from each of you, really, you know, what would you say to those thinking of, of applying to take part in this year's program? Maybe, Arisha, I'll start with you. What would you what would you say to those young engineers thinking, well, is this for me? Uh, right. I think you 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 asked me the same question uh, last year in the previous podcast. So um, I'm expecting like saying... an, I'm expecting an even better <laughs> answer this time. <laughs> but this time I'm not on my own in this podcast. So you know I think um, it's an exciting program, uh, the IC Young Professionals program, and the young professionals are the best ambassadors to say why someone should uh, should take part. Um, just for information, the ICYP workshop 2022 uh, takes place um, beginning of November in San Francisco in conjunction with the IC general meeting. And the call for nomination goes through the IC national committee. So I would say uh, to anyone out there who's interested, uh, get in touch with the national committee in your country to find out more information about the selection process and uh, why why not contact us directly if you wish to find out more and the YP leaders themselves, you might want to be, um, uh, to want to um, get involved in their projects in the following year. So is that okay, Matthew? That was beautiful. Um, Mohammed, how about you then? What would you say to, to young engineers in the UAE thinking about applying for this program? What would you say to them? Uh, I would tell them that uh, if you are thinking of applying this year, even if your course of education is not electrical engineering, it does not mean that you can't apply to the IEC Young Professional Program. IEC standards and even conformity assessment is involved in a wide range of activities and work fields. So I would like to emphasize the thought thinking of applying even for those who did not have much experience in working in technical committees or subcommittees do not feel that they are incompetent of applying, the program will enhance their knowledge and understanding of the international standards and will actually add to them career-wise and also add to their employer and even the country. And Colin, how about from your perspective, what would you say? I'd agree with Mohammed. I think it doesn't matter how much experience you have in standardization or conformity assessment, but if you are in some format or some shape or form dealing with standards or or those conformity assessments, then it's it's a program you have to apply for because it's really the benchmark um, program that I've I've come across in developing young leaders and especially in that targeted electro technology space. Um, you know, being able to have that real um, inside and, and observe some of the, the major management board and other board uh, meetings and also rubbing shoulders with the, uh, those leaders and those officers of the IEC. It's such a, a privilege and um, you really enter a, a, an elite club within the IEC community um, once you've joined the program. So I would definitely um, encourage people to, to, to go for it. And if you do need reassurance or, or reason to apply, I think you you should really reach out to those people that have participated previously, um, especially in the country that you're you're from. I guess the 
all the all the YP participants that I've come across and and, and dealt with, you know, they'd be more than happy to, to share their own experiences and talk talk through it. Um, so, yeah. And Leia, the the final word to you. What would you, what would your pitch be to young engineers in Germany? Yeah, just take the chance. So the program is really a great way to network with young professionals and other engineers from all over the world. You learn a lot and it's also super motivating just for your personal career. Uh, but if you're interested in the topic of standardization, this is really an opportunity not to be missed. So go for it. Are you a postgraduate studying at a UK university? Do you have a research idea or project that involves standards in some way? Well, if so, BSI Student Research Program can help. The way it works is simple. We gain valuable information about an area of interest to our standards work, while you can benefit from mentorship to support your project and the chance to gain knowledge and exposure that may increase your future employability. To find out more about the program, including case studies of previously supported projects and how to apply, visit bsigroup.com forward slash education. Now, in this second part, we'll hear my conversation with a couple of UK representatives on the IC Young Professionals program in 2021. Shahid Khan is an electrical engineer and technical manager at the Electrical Contractors Association the trade body for people who install, inspect, test and maintain electrical and electronic equipment and services. And Jason Shepard is a mechanical engineer, currently working in the role of certification engineer at CMP Products, which designs and manufactures products for installation in marine, industrial and explosive environments. I started by asking Shahid that before he attended the programme, what role had standards played in his professional journey? to that point? Um, so, so standards have always played a, a big part within anything that I've done. Um, so when I was originally on the tools as a, as a practitioner, practicing electrician, um, I was a, a, a user of the standards. Um, I then moved into inspection and testing again um, f- for that to, to, to dedicate enough time and, and, and importance to that role. You had to be au fait with, with, with the requirements within the standards. Um, and then I moved into teaching. Um, and again, when you're, when you're delivering a class um, or, or, or a course on, on regulations, for example, there's various questions that come up. Um, and it was, it, it, it was that bit that was missing, really. Um, it was the, the finding out why stuff is written in the way that it's written. Um, and then moving on to my current role with the ECA as the technical manager, uh, the importance of standards has grown even further in supporting members who work in various environments, uh, and we have to effectively support them with their with their queries, whether that's a design query or it's just a you know an interpretation um, of, of a specific standard. Um, it, standards are very important. And how about for you, Jason? What role had standards played in your professional journey? So, yeah, so I've been using standards. For about eight years now um i've been in, in my career for about 10 years so it was very early on in my career where standards started to play a big role and in my first role it was when i was an apprentice and i was working in research and development um i've got a hold of my first two standards which were bsan 60335 part one and part two part 41 which was um, household electrical equipment 
And at that time, it was designing products to the standards. And it was during a time when we were getting some conformity assessment testing done that standards really, I, I really t- took an interest in it. Um, and since then, I decided, you know, I want to dedicate my career to standards. So in 2016, I was offered a position um, of a product safety engineer at SGS, um, a UCAS testing organization. And I worked there for about two years and, you know, was in the deep with product testing, um, also working with the IEC doing um, CB scheme conformity assessment um, testing. And in late 2018, I decided I wanted to move back in the manufacturing environment. So I went for an organization called Advanced Electronics, who manufacture fire alarm control products. And whilst there, I was managing all their certification and product approvals and liaison with the test laboratories and getting all the testing that required and uh, that was required um, to the construction product regulations. And then in late 2021, in November, um, that's when I decided to move to CMP and get jump in the deep end of explorers of atmospheres and the Airtex directive. So Jason, what were your what were your motivations for wanting to take part in the IC and professionals programme? Yeah, so I've always um, since very early on my career I've decided that standards we're going to play a big part. And since then, I've always looked for ways that I can push myself further and get more involved and become a standards maker, you know, develop the standards, um, as well as get involved in conformity assessment schemes. Uh, so when I come across the Young Professional Programme on the BSI website, it was without a doubt that I knew that was the way to go. Um, you know, it it was the ideal step in my career to pretty much springboard me forward to get those connections with the IEC, to meet like-minded young standards users, you know, learn from their experiences, support each other, uh, and just learn of the inner workings of the IEC. And how about you, Shahid? Similar motivations? Similar, yeah. Um, for, for me, it was it was the curiosity of it, really. Um, as an engineer, I'm, I'm naturally inquisitive, and I think I think that that goes for for, for all engineers. Um, I wanted to find out more about the intent behind the regulations. I wanted to know who, who are these people that are writing these regs? You know, what, what does it mean? What does it mean to them? Why have they written it in the way that they've written it? Um, so, so that, that was the, the, the massive driver. And then it was, it was um, looking at it from a, an international perspective and thinking, well, how do the international standards influence our national one? And how do they all fit together? You know, where does Senelec fit into the into it? Where do the IEC fit into it? What happens when a when a when a, a regulation gets changed up at the top level, and how does that filter down uh, towards a, a, a to national one? So, Jason, take take us inside uh, the the program in twenty twenty one. You know, what was your experience? I think it was a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, and although we did attend virtually, and that had its challenges, I think it actually strengthened the network and that we did build. You know, with whether it would be with some of our um, colleagues in Australia um, or you know other countries in the Far East or in America, we managed to make um, make those connections stronger because we were all in the same situation rather than having connections being built you know during the breakout sessions with those in Dubai and, and ourselves. Um, and I just think it was it was it was an opportunity that you know I'm so grateful for to meet the IC Central Office staff and some of the senior leadership because. 
I wouldn't have been able to have had those conversations with them um, and learn from them in any other way than through the Young Professionals Programme. And how about, Jason, how about sort of some of the activities that you took part in during that week? Could you describe any of those for us? So, yeah, so um, the activities that we took part in um, was a lot of um, team building that we found, you know, whether a lot of breakout sessions, you know, we're going through um, and looking at some of the IEC projects that they're looking at, um, some of the new revenue generation projects, and we were able to test those test those out and um, put forward our feedback and how to improve what we liked, what we thought, you know, could be changed. Um, and all those, all that feedback has been taken on by the IEC and they're looking to make those changes as we've suggested, which is great, you know, that I've already had that input so early on. I'd just, uh, I'd, I'd agree with what Jason said there. Um, uh, firstly, on the on the networking perspective, to be able to, you know, find out the names of, of, of the, the creme de la creme, so to speak, of the IEC and being able to interact with them and you know to, to to show what what we can offer i, I think i think the young professionals program uh, it definitely gives you that um in terms of um some of the activities and stuff uh, the bits that i were really interested in were um the the, the number of presentations that we had uh, that they'd put on a, a a massive array of things and you could you could pick and choose the, the ones that interested you um, so that was really good. It was a really good way of, of finding out, um, you know, uh, upcoming things such as machine readable standards, um, how the how the IEC is going to uh, adapt and develop um, um, and, and meet the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, there were discussions on diversity and inclusion. Um, but my absolute favourite activity was the standards in a day. Um, where we actually went through a, a mock uh, creation of a standard from start to finish. Um, that, that was excellent. How did you find that, Jason, that, that experience of developing a standard in a day? Yeah, like, like she says, it was, you know, it, it was fantastic to see because I've used standards for a long time, you know, like I say, eight years or so I've used standards and you don't really appreciate it as much as what I do now since actually doing that standards a day and just seeing the amount of hard work going into it when we've got to consider that a lot of these people aren't paid just to do that you know they have a day job as well and they do this on the side so Shahid I just wonder if anything you know anything that sort of happened as a result of taking part that you weren't quite expecting well it, it, it was excellent for me because I found out um, that I actually love working with standards. Um, it helps that in terms of uh, with the standards in the day activity, I was the convener, not just for the mock national committee, but for the entire thing. Um, so, you know, being able to navigate the, the various parties and, and try to come to a conclusion and a consensus, I absolutely loved it, you know. Uh, so I, I know exactly what I want to do and where I want my future to be. And that's in standards. How about you, Jason? Are you now a, a, a standard sort of convert and guru here? Same, same as Shahid? Yeah, ex exactly. I'm, I'm going to mirror what Shahid says, that I never realised how much I wanted to get into standards development, um, as I do now, since doing the standards in the day. Now, on that, then, in terms of standard development work, I'm interested in what you're now currently working on and maybe what has happened as a result of, of being on the programme. So, Shahid, what, what standards development work are you now involved with? Uh, so I sit on, on, on various committees, actually. Um, so it, prior to joining um, or, or attending the YPP programme, um, 
I was I was part of JPL sixty four, which is our uh, national committee looking after BS seven six seven one for electrical installation. Um, but following uh, the YP program, uh, I've extended that, so I'm, I now sit on ESAC um, as as the YP member. So that's the Electrotechnical Standardisation Strategic Advisory Council. I also sit on L one, which is another policy uh, committee. Um, I've also made a recent inquiry uh, to also get on to IoT, Internet of Things, and uh, BS558, which is a Circular Economy. And how about you, Jason? What standards work are you now involved with? Yeah, so before the programme, I wasn't involved in any standards development work. So I think it just shows, you know, doing this programme really gives you those opportunities because now I'm on... PEL 213 for cable management systems and GL 70 for protective enclosures for electrical equipment. Um, but I'm also going through aim with the aim to get on to the IEC um, committees for those, you know, the I version, IEC versions of those committees. Um, and additionally, you know, I had a conversation with Shahid earlier um, and I'm going to try and get on to um, ESAC L6, which is for the UK Mirror Committee for Conformity Assessment Board. Now, obviously, this year's programme is taking place, um, hopefully, face-to-face in San Francisco in the United States in the autumn. What would you say to someone thinking of applying to take part in this year's programme? Jason, what would you say? Without a doubt, I'd say, you know, if you've got an interest in standards and you want to take that forward in your career, then you need to apply. I have... You know, I have no regrets applying. I did put it off for a year. Um, I don't understand why I did that now. And you know, like, like we said, you know, the IC Young Professional Programme gives you a fast track seat to the table at standards committees. So, you know, if you're aiming to make your your mark on standards in the future, then it is a fantastic opportunity and you should not put it off. How about you, Sh- uh, Shahid? Yeah, I'd just like to echo what Jason said there. Um in brief, go for it. You know, uh, there's nothing to lose and, and potentially uh, a lot to gain. Um, the only thing I will say is once you do uh, be, uh, become selected for the program, uh, please remember that the more you participate, the more you will actually gain from, from it, from the experience. So once you put your application in and, and you get selected, you know, it, it's all about that participation and, and motivation. You know, the more you say, the more you'll get out of it. My thanks to Aristia Kiriakati, Leah Emmel, Colin Sheldon, Mohammed Hassan, Shahid Khan and Jason Shepard for their contributions to this episode. Now, the applications process to represent the UK in this year's IEC Young Professionals Programme, taking place in October and November in San Francisco in the United States, is now open. This fantastic professional development opportunity is open to engineers living and working in the UK aged 35 or under on the 30th of June 2022. We welcome applications from all ambitious engineers who are currently making or wishing to make a difference in their industry and with a keen interest in the standards they encounter in their professional practice. So if you want to represent the UK in this important programme to help shape the future of international standards for electrotechnology, then apply now. All the details can be found at bsigroup.com forward slash education. You have been listening to an episode of The Standard Show with Matthew Childs and Cindy Parakil. 
Subscribe to us now wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard a stripped media production.